been listening to the Dopos podcast. Adam Doe here, joined by some of the best fantasy basketball general managers in my league. Boris is here too. I wouldn't put Boris in that category. I, I don't think Boris would even say he's uh, one of the best GMs this year. Boris, thank you for blessing us with your presence tonight. Hey, man, I'm either the best or the worst. It just so happens this isn't my year. Right. Anyways. <laughs> it's never your year. Uh, <laughs> hey, you can, yeah. hey, hey, my other fantasy, I'm doing pretty well, though. Well, we're you not here to talk about that moves. fantasy league. You got to make the risky moves. Anyways, we're, we're recording late Sunday night, 9 p.m., March 21st. The Lakers are still playing. I think they're the last game playing right now. We have a lot of trades to talk. I think like maybe three or four trades since the last time we talked on this podcast. But real quick, league standings. Nikki's still in first place. I'm following behind by uh, two less wins. And then Nathan Wu, Allen, Ryan, Ethan, Boris, and then Nathan Chan uh, at the bottom. It looks like his season's over, basically. Um, So we have... We're going to talk about three of the biggest trades, in my opinion, that's happened in the last two weeks. We'll go with the biggest one. So Ryan Lau in this call, he managed to steal Jason Tatum and Shea Gilgis from Nathan Chan for Lowry and Anthony Davis. Um, Am I the only one that cares about age and injuries in this fantasy league, guys? That's why I yeah. traded away LeBron and Conley. And Conley had a rest this week. And LeBron's basically, I don't know if he's out for season, but he's out for a while. So you I got a really good trade. You traded away all the old timers, Nikki. Yeah. And now Luca. He's, he's dropping 37 points right now. Dude, we all knew it was lopsided. We all knew it was lopsided. That's, that's dude, nothing. That, okay. that trade's okay. nothing. It wasn't that lopsided, dude. Have you seen Jason Tatum? And yeah. Who else for for Kyle Lowry and Shea? I mean, I'm not that's saying there's. I'm not saying that that trade is isn't lopsided. I'm saying they're both lopsided. Okay, no, no. but like every we're, we're trade done. is is some somehow lopsided in one way or the other. Like no trade we're is done. perfectly we're, we're even. Or else, why else would you trade? We're 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 done with that. We're we're done with the Luca Lebron trade because the Jason Tatum Shea for Lowry and AD trade like it blows that other trade out of the water. I think I want to get my thoughts out first. Anthony Davis is probably going to be out for a lot longer than what they what whatever um, length of time they originally said. Larry and AD, they're older, they're they have injuries, so uh, or they're about to be traded. Like those are the worst categories to fall in for fantasy. And so I think Ryan, just like Nikki and just like the Lakers this year, they got healthier and younger in fantasy. Um, and I personally think this is the worst trade of the season so far. Brian, explain, explain your your genius decision making, your genius negoti- negotiations, and I think you're gonna win GM of the year. Honestly, okay, I might win GM of the year, but I don't. I still don't think I'm gonna win fantasy. I'm still like lacking in some categories. Uh, so pretty much, uh, a few weeks ago, I was just like, oh, I want to get rid of AD. You know, I kind of don't want this guy. He's sitting on my IL. Uh, who can I give it to? You know, like because I know he's coming back. But like later on, late late in the season, and I was, trying, I was trying to figure out who likes AD. So I figured out that Nathan likes AD, and I knew that like he liked like every he always talks about it, even like in the past in high school. Like I try to use like 
like just our conversations in general. And I messaged him about it, and I looked on his roster, and I saw that Kevin Durant was on his IL as well. But he was coming back earlier. Like he's coming back in like two to three weeks right now. So I messaged him. And I was like, "Hey, you know, we're both down bad right now. You know, we're both at like the bottom of the standings. Like, if you're down, I'll give you AD for KD." And he was like, "Oh yeah, we have a deal." But he was like, "Can I get Oladipo for Joe Harris and John Collins?" And to me, I didn't like that deal for Oladipo. That's a really good deal, by the way. <laughs> I didn't like it because, like, I don't need the three pointers from jo- from Joe Harris. Like, I have Norman Powell, I have uh, Dejounte Murray, Tobias Harris, Bradley Beal. I have all the three point shooters already. Like, John Collins is pretty good, though. He's get, he gets you. Pretty getting John Collins. And, and Oladipo is always resting, and he's very inconsistent and very inefficient as well. Well, so I could probably make that trade right now, like after or after this podcast. I just, dude, I would have taken that deal and ran. Yeah, that's such a good deal. But hear me out. So I said no, right? And then I said for Oladipo, for Oladipo and AD, I'll be willing to take KD and either Shea or Tatum or Kemba Walker. And he obviously went for Kemba Walker first. And I was like, I'm leaning more towards Shea and Jason Tatum. And he was like, No, I can't give any of those away. And I told him, I was like, is there a deal where I could probably take both Shea and Jason Tatum? And he was like, oh, well, you could do AD and Kyle Lowry. And I just said, sure. And then I threw up the trade offer and we just traded right there. And then I was talking to him actually yesterday. And I was like, do you have any guards you're willing to trade? I'm willing to give away DeAndre Aiden to anyone. And he was like, oh, no, like I actually need guards. Like I need assists. So which kind of makes sense why he picked up or he wanted Kyle Lowry because Kyle Lowry gets like 10 plus assists per game. But yeah, that's how the trade went. I just said, I, I want Jason Tatum and Shea. And he was like, oh, I'll do it if you throw in uh, Kyle Lowry with AD. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. Did you know I was I was originally supposed to get either Tatum or Shea? Because I was going to give... So the reason why I took my, my John Morant trade was to trade Nathan, but he changed his mind. So that's why I got stuck with Morant. Interesting. Anyways, you make it sound like it was bad. <laughs> Stuck with Morant, dude. That guy is good. We got a good deal. Nah, Lonzo's actually better for me. In what category? That's, that's how my trade went down. Okay, so when um when Ryan and Nathan were talking about this, I don't know why I did this, but I was giving Ryan advice on the trade. And if Nathan texted me, I would have told him like to not do the trade. Uh, I was literally telling Ryan like, if I were Nathan, why would I do this trade with you? I'd be giving, I'd literally, I, I'd be doing what you know Nathan actually did, which is give Ryan my healthy players and then take his um, injury-prone ones, also older ones. I mean, honestly, I I thought that deal was so lopsided; it should not have went through. I know, and the funny like, thing was, we had no say in this. Yeah, I, Nathan approved this trade immediately. Like he didn't even wait to hear what everyone else wanted to say. Like we could have. I, I, I probably would have spoken up and said something like, hey, this isn't a good deal. Uh, actually, you, you... I mean, look, like I'm I'm actually surprised that I everybody complained about my trade, but nobody said anything about the Ryan and Nathan trade after they got they traded, like surprisingly. Actually, I threw up the offer like on a Friday or like it was like right before finals. And then he didn't approve it until Monday. So he took a few days and I noticed now that Shea, he's actually like not playing 
for certain days he's kind of like Oladipo. It's because OKC is tanking, so they're like making up fake injuries for him to sit out so they can tank even more. Like today, Shay didn't even play because of that. Like they said, all oh, sore shoulder, so then now he's like resting. I think the reason why like we're why I didn't complain as much compared to like Nikki's trade is because like it doesn't put Ryan as like the immediate like number one. Like just because it's Tatum and Shea, it doesn't make him like his team isn't the best. You know what I mean? Like it's good, but it's not the best. Which isn't which is why like I feel like it's not as complain worthy. It's not a very fair assessment of trades because you should be looking at every trade like the same no matter what like if it's unfair then it's unfair it doesn't matter how where your position is because the trade i did didn't make me first because i was already first like it made me a little better but it doesn't mean i wasn't first already like it wasn't doesn't mean that i'm gonna still be first no you you weren't gonna be first for well i mean like considering lebron and conley are older and they're gonna sit out you're gonna be first for that much longer like alan was gonna catch up or like even Haidang was gonna catch up. Well, that's why I made the trade. I, no, that's okay, why look, I, my team itself is was already pretty strong. I'm, and you gotta remember, I've been playing with that Andre Drummond, and he's not IL uh, eligible for the past like two months, and I'm eight one in you. So, well, I mean, my team, everyone's injured too. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I didn't have, think Simmons, that I have a I solid Garland, team. Regardless. I didn't have Ross. I didn't have Bonier. I didn't have. Who else am I missing? Uh, there, there's just a bunch of players like Nurkic, Simmons. Yeah, like no one's playing on my team. So I'm already taking L this season. I don't really care anymore. But as far as like how I'm looking at the standings, like Ryan's trade doesn't make him the number one. You know what I mean? Like, because Ryan lacks too many other categories for him to like actually matter. Ryan can like make the playoffs like and all that, but he's probably not going to win. You know what? I actually, I actually disagree with that. I think Ryan has a very solid team, and if there's anybody I would hate to see in the finals, it's Ryan's team. Literally. No, nah, that's cap, Ryan's dude. team okay. or Hydeus Ryan's team, team is good, but it's not great. That's what I'm saying. His team is good. That's why he's going to make the playoffs, but it's not great. I think, I think his team is very solid. I think that trade saved Ryan's season, honestly, just because think, of the yeah. AD situation. He kept himself in the running for, for the season. I think the trade kept me alive. I think it can keep me going for a little bit, but I'm still not too sure how far I'll make it because I definitely lack like rebounds and blocks. I think those are the categories I lack the most. Like if you look at my team, it's just a bunch of guards. That's why I'm trying to get rid of DeAndre Ayton because I'm just trying to punt rebounds now and just try to go for all the guard stats. Although, okay, I have the team stats for Ryan right here, so... What's concerning to me is Ryan is three and eight in field goal percentage this year. Now, normally, like winners in fantasy, wouldn't we expect them to have really good field goal percentage? Like it's just like the the, the basic stats. Like you should be really good in those. And then the you know blocks and steals, like they'll they'll help break the tie for you. But anyways, his stats are three and eight for field goal. Eight and three for free throw, so he's really good with that. Seven four for three pointers made, points six five, rebounds four seven, assists five six, steals five four, blocks three eight, turnovers six five. I I just think he he's kept himself in the running. That's pretty accurate to say. That's more accurate to say than uh, 
Ryan like definitely won't make it or definitely won't win. Yeah, he seems good. Like he'll like he's in like he's still in the playoffs, but I don't think he has his team has enough to like win it all though. Yeah, I consider myself like an average team right now. Like just from how I view it. It's like a mid I, mean, I don't team. think you can underestimate his team, man. That's what I'm saying. Other surprising thing is Ethan is losing to me this week by 7-2, so he'll be even further behind in the standings next week, which is, you know, just kind of a shock because Ethan was number one. So our, our league is top six playoffs. Ethan's sitting at number six right now, and then Boris is only four um, categories, one behind him. So there's a chance that Boris can overtake Ethan eventually. I'm surprised my team is like, uh, like my team is bad. Like ha- literally half my team does not play. So like for the past like two weeks, I- I've been running with like a bunch of like random players. So I'm actually surprised that Ethan is like losing so much because his team has been like the same. I don't know like if like his team is like that injury prone like mine. Like I don't know what's wrong with Ethan's team actually. I'm just guessing it's I think his team was I mean, hot his... like in the beginning of the season, but then like a lot of their player, the players on his team kind of just fell off. Yeah, that and like Kyrie missed a bunch of games, and I think Kawhi missed some games too. And Harden got traded, and he doesn't really get the same stats anymore. He does like go off once in a while, but it's not the same as his Houston days. And I also Paul want to George, point out, go ahead. And then Brian. Paul George, Paul George, he doesn't really he doesn't really play like a top three pick kind of player like a lot of his stats are like under 20 points you know under 10 rebounds and like under five assists and then his field goal is just like really bad so no paul george is actually ranked 20 this year and his field goal he's 48 percent, so he's really good 88 percent free throw 23 points six rebounds five assists one steal maybe just recently actually no even recently he's like the last week was 0.42. Yeah, a, cu- a couple of off games, but he's Paul George. I, I don't think he's something to worry about if you if you own him. One thing I wanted to point out was uh, one night when we were having a, a, a hard debate in the group chat about lopsided trades. Nikki pointed out that like nobody does trades in the in the in the league because everyone's kind of like worried they're getting the short end of the the deal and i think that's pretty true i feel like even though we've known each other since high school we don't like trust each other enough to play fantasy which is weird dude it's just it's not about who gets a short end of the deal it's about how you maximize your team it's like yeah it's kind of hard to explain like sometimes you just have to give up certain categories to get better in others i mean like obviously sometimes it'll look lopsided but if it works in your team's favor, it's not as lopsided as people think it is. I'm so glad you said that, Nikki, because we can transition to my trade with Boris. So I gave him DeMontis Sabonis for Devin Booker. Uh, I made my case to Boris. It took me like 30 minutes, I think. I thought I thought Boris was just going to back off, but then he ended up just saying like, yeah, let's do the trade. I want to I wanna mix things up in our league. And he still thinks I, I, I ripped him off, but... I think it was a pretty fair trade. Boris needed more scoring stats, basically. Uh, basically, everything from the points category and up, like Boris needed more of that. So he needed 
points, three-pointers made, free throws. I needed more rebounding and assists. Uh, and then if you compare Sabonis and Booker's stats, like they're literally the same. It's just that Sabonis is better with rebounds and assists and Devin is better with the traditional scoring stats. I looked up the team stats and Boris has only lost in the rebounding category one time. He's 10 and one right now. Both of them have had off nights in the, in the past week or two, but I still think it's a really good trade. Um, for me, I personally think it's an okay trade, but Hydang won out in general because Sabonis is a nightly triple double threat, whereas Devin Booker, I think he's capped at like, what, like 40 points at most, probably, and like, you know, five rebounds, five assists kind of guy. He doesn't grab that many defensive stats either. And I'm, I don't, I don't know Sabonis pretty uh, well enough, but I think he at least gets some defensive stats along with uh, possible triple doubles. Yeah, that, that was my big, or, or like when I made the trade, Sabonis was like having like an off stretch, like he was having like a really bad stretch. So like he he wasn't having any defensive stats, even though I knew he could get them. Um, but the reason I traded him was because one, I, I got John Morant. I had no shooting guards on my team, right? So the only person that could fill that position was uh, Ubre. But then I needed like more shooting guards. Or just like people like fill up the spots because I had like five or six point guards and they they're only point guards like they didn't play any other position so they they were always like filling up my my team because my team is literally all point guards and all like centers so that's why I needed a shoot shooting guard really badly and then at that time I think Booker and Sabonis were averaging like the same defensive stats but my my biggest issue was was that I feel like Booker his his game is very limited, like outside of scoring. That that was my only issue with Booker, but I needed him just because he like he filled a position of need. Yeah, but you're you're not you're not following like Nicky's point that he made earlier. It's like it, you can't look at it like who who ripped you off in the trade. I I I told you I like I made a good argument that you needed more of what Booker can do, which is what um you know a good shooting guard can do: score, three pointers, made free throws. I so, mean, I mean, it yes, I know. Was, like, you're right. You're right. That, Devin I, Booker has has that, no defensive numbers. You're right, but that's not what you needed. But Devin Booker doesn't help me win in anything because my team isn't centered around his strengths. Does that make sense? Like, my team is based around a bunch of people that can't shoot but can get triple doubles. That's that's literally what my team is. So that's why I can sacrifice like points and like, yeah, I can sacrifice points, but then I can win in like other categories because of Sabonis. Because Sabonis and like, you know, Draymond and Randall and Ben Simmons, like they're all they're all like the same type of player. Like I might as well maximize that. I only did it just because like I wanted to see something different happen. Like no one ever makes trades, so it was whatever. I think Devin right. Booker would supplement your points category and your three pointer category. That way those categories could be strengthened as well because it doesn't matter though because I was losing in those categories regardless like even mm-hmm. with Devin Booker he's not like a strong enough candidate to make my team that much better like you know I wouldn't need like two Devin Bookers to like you know consider uh, making that a priority because like you, what you guys said earlier like you win some categories but you have to sacrifice some others and I sacrificed like three point three pointers for instance, I'm like that's I don't like I don't think I've won a single like three pointer like in any of my uh weeks. 
Yeah, you're dead last in three-pointers made this season. Yeah, like because I, I have all big men. Like my team is not focused around like scoring and like you know making threes. So that's why like Booker doesn't you know really help me in any way. And the reason why I took Booker was because you know I traded away Lonzo because Lo- Lonzo was my he filled that position of need, which is like the shooting guard and like you know he I he, I could switch him around in like either guard positions. All right, Booker stats, Sabonis stats on the average for the season. Booker. Um, 49% from the field, 84% from free throw, 2.1 three-pointers made, 25 points per game, almost four rebounds, four assists, 0.8 steals, 0.3 blocks, 3.5 turnovers. Um, Sabonis, 52% from the field, almost the same. That, no, 70%. That's, that's, and 52 is a whole 3% higher. It's basically the same. No, that's, 70%, that's... 70% free throws. 0.93 pointers made, 20 points per game. I, I I made the case that I was I was you know the one g- giving away more points than you are. 11 rebounds a game, six assists a game, one steal a game, 0.6 blocks a game, 3.4 turnovers a game. Now that to me is pretty much, you know, exactly what we needed for our teams. I mean, I think. Um... Boris really screwed his team over this week just by the trade, and he dropped Darius Garland for some reason. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that, too. <laughs> pickups. Pick, good pickups in the past couple weeks. I didn't really need Garland, though, because I have too many point guards, and he, he pretty much does the exact same thing that, like, John Morant does. You you said yourself you're not good with, with points shooting, but so then you decide to give away another guard that can do that for you? What do you mean? Your team is bad with points, shooting, you know, three-pointers made, stuff like that. But you decide to give up Darius Garland, who who can do that for you. So you're, you're well, making Garland yourself even worse. Well, Garland doesn't really get points. He doesn't really get rebounds. He, doesn't get, he, he gets steals, but he's very inconsistent. And, like, I, I try to make, like, a really, like, ballsy move just because, like, I, I'm, like, you know, I'm already, like, last, basically, in the standing, so... You know, I was just trying to go for like whatever I think could potentially pop off. And because um like DeAndre Hunter was gonna come back, uh Fournier was coming back, Terrence Ross is coming back, and I have Devin Booker now. I was just trying to maximize like, okay, like I've already made the deal. So I, I might as well see if I can even win in like the categories that he's good at by dropping off like people that I don't really need, right? Because I don't really need Garland. Because he wasn't even playing for me in the first place. Like, he was out for, like, a couple games. So, like, I, I, yeah, I made, like a, like, a desperation move. I was just trying to see, like, if I can get, like, a bunch of, like, scores, like, all-around scores, I can make threes. I saw that. I saw you you dropped him, and I, I just, like, immediately took him and, and ran away. In the last two weeks, Garland has averaged 48% from the field, 90% for free throws, two three-pointers made, 19 points per game. Uh, not much on rebounds. It's like two and then six assists. I, I just knew my team needed assists and I knew Garland would probably be better than uh, Dragic. So I decided to drop Dragic and picked up Garland. Garland also gets more minutes than Dra- Dragic. So yeah, yeah I, didn't, worse. I, I, didn't, I didn't know how long Garland was going to be out because he had like a groin injury or something. And like before that, I think he was only averaging like 10 points, like five assists. 
So I was like, all right, this guy's like literally useless on my team right now. Because he wasn't getting any defensive stats either. He was just having a really like cold like stretch. Also doesn't help that he doesn't play shooting guard. Like he's not an interchangeable, like he doesn't have different positions. I mean, he's averaging one steal for the season. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like he doesn't he's inconsistent and he doesn't really play too much. I feel like he misses too many games. And that was, I, I guess like because I already had Wall and Horford, I was like, all right, like I can't deal with like all these injury players anymore. So I just I just removed a bunch of them. Like I still I think Wall is the only one I have left on my team. Nikki, I saw you picked up Kevin Porter Jr. I think that was a genius move. Yeah, I did. I picked him up like really early after he went off that one game, his first game playing in um in Houston. He went off. I'm like, dude, this guy's so good. I had to pick him up. So I just picked him up and he's been playing really well. Unfortunately, he's been injured for the past game, like today, basically. Um, he didn't play well today. He only played 20 minutes. He has a – or he didn't play well uh, last game either. But he has like a sore left quad, so he had an injury. Yeah. I mean, I hope he comes back better. But right now, he's bad. But overall, I'm still holding on to him because – I know he has really high upside. I totally forgot about him after what happened in Cleveland with him like throwing soup at somebody and getting traded. So yeah, I think it was like he got really mad in the locker room or something. Yeah, I totally forgot about him until you picked him up. No, he's been blowing it up in like the G League though. Like right right before he signed, or like right before he started playing with Houston, he was actually like playing really well in the G League. So I, I was watching him, but then like. I was too scared to make any moves. And then, like, once Nikki like, picked up uh, Porter Jr., I was like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever, like, I can just to, like, salvage my team if I can. Another uh, good pickup I made was Larry Nance Jr. I can't believe I was the only one that, that saw him. Um, I just like how he averages, like, a bunch of everything. But it's just, like, low numbers, but it's still a little of everything. So he's still 10 points per game, six rebounds, three assists almost two steals a game and 0.6 blocks. And uh, today's game, he had 10-7-2-1-1. I think Larry Nass is a okay pickup. But if you guys yeah. look at Robert Williams, I picked him up. Look at his past six games. It's Look at how many minutes he's playing. I think his stat lines are really ridiculously good for the yeah, limited really, amount of minutes he's getting. He gets so many blocks. I mean, if you guys just take a look, like it's so ridiculous. Like He's so good. Like, imagine what he can do if he gets 30 minutes a night. He can probably, he's like an Andre Drummond, basically. He got six blocks in a game where he played 17 minutes on March 11th against Brooklyn. That's a pretty good pickup. Yeah, Robert Williams is yeah, really good. And then March 17, he had 27 minutes, 13 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, two steals, and four blocks, and only one turnover. And that's so good for my team. I feel like he's always been like known to be like a blocks type of guy. He has, but he he just never gets the playing time. Is it? Oh, it's because Tristan Thompson's injured, right? Yeah. Daniel Theus plays a lot too. And they're trying to develop Robert Williams right now because, I mean, now's a good time, I guess. So for my team, like, I only have two people basically that can give me blocks, and that's Capella and then. Michael Porter Jr. So Boris, he tried getting 
Michael Porter Jr. along with Sabonis to um, it was going to give me those two in exchange for Devin Booker and someone else, I think, Horace, Drew Holiday, maybe. Yeah, I was trying to get Booker and, and Porter Jr. I don't have Porter Jr. You, you have Porter Jr. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so you were trying to get Porter Jr., Devin Booker for Sabonis. I, I offered someone else, too. I don't remember. I was, I was probably a forfeit or something. I think you said Garland. I'm pretty sure you said Garland. Yeah, you also offered uh, Horford. Yeah, I was but, offering you a bunch of players that like I didn't really need on like need on my team because I, I like I'm stacking those positions. I like Horford. It's just that he doesn't play back to back games, so it's like every week you're probably gonna get uh, one game lost due to him uh, out for for rest. He was playing a lot more like earlier. I think now because like OKC's like determined to tank. Like that's why like Al Horford doesn't play, like Shea doesn't play. Like yeah, OKC, like if if Horford and Shea played, like I think me and Ryan would actually be like a lot better. Or like or like Nathan when he had Shea, Nathan would be a lot better too. Yeah, that's the thing now. Like they're always making up like fake injuries and then I have him on my roster and then I I check the app and I'm just like, oh, he's not playing today because of that. And I know he's not injured. And what's nice now is that Yahoo has like a comment section on each player and you can just read on that too. I don't know if you guys look at the comment section on each player, but I look at the comment section. Dude, the comment section is full of like trolls. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a really troll or like real like advice that can help you out. Dude, every time I look at my players, like the comment section, it just says sell high while you can. <laughs> I told uh, I told Ryan to go sell high on Anthony Edwards. Since you know he's a rookie, he's probably not gonna keep this this shooting streak up for for a long time. Yo, I think he might be he might win rookie of the year now since Lamelo's gone. Right. I mean, if um, he ever does scale off, I still have Delo on my IL. I think he'll eventually scale I mean, off just because Delo's coming back. I honestly think Anthony Edwards is a whole regardless. He'll take your turnovers and field goal percentage, but if you don't care, he's a solid guy because he. He can score, and if he doesn't score well, like on March 19th, I'm looking at his numbers right now, he grabs rebounds, he has six assists. So he has a lot of he, He's really too. nothing to worry about. He's yeah, he a very plays, versatile player. He plays small forward, like from what I've been hearing, and then when Malik Beasley comes back, then he's going to be playing shooting guard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's like another Another reason why. Yeah. yeah, another reason why you should probably sell high right now. Uh just wow. a, another thing, another cat, another category you're tanking on is field goal percentage because for the season he's averaging 38. Yeah, you yeah, know. that's that's the reason I dropped him. I couldn't really uh, tank field goal percentage like that much. That's um, why I dropped yeah. him. Let me make an offer to Nathan Chan real quick. Take <laughs> <laughs> yeah. his whole team. Just, just uh, pick one of the Nates and just make a trade. Yeah. Honestly, yo, I got beta so hard though, because <laughs> because Nathan Chan was. We, we basically had an agreed upon deal because he wanted Ja Morant. So I was like, All right, I'll give you Ja for like, for uh, like Tatum, right? Or like Shea. But I didn't have Ja yet. So I was like, I, I can make the trade to get Ja. And then he was like, okay, like, I'll, I'll take the deal. Like, it was Ja and Horford for like Tatum. I make the trade and he's like, nah. I'm like, yo, this baited me so hard because I don't even want Ja. <laughs> Why would you? He's a pretty solid player. Why would you agree to a trade for a player you don't have? That's the that's the funny part. No, because I I can get Jaw because then um it was Jaw and Lonzo, Jaw for Lonzo, but I didn't I didn't really like 
want the trade. Before we get to that, uh, the third strange trade of the season, uh, I wanted to ask about like Nathan Chan, Ryan. You said you said like from prior conversations, like he sounded like he he really liked AD or something like that. Yeah, like in high school and like just like conversations like in the past, I could tell he's like a big AD fan. I've seen him in the past pick up AD before. I swear, like that's what I thought. So I was just like, all right, I'm gonna just throw the offer and see what happens. Why, yeah. Why'd you ask? <laughs> I think Nathan Chan uses like personal stories to to make decisions. I think. All right. Well, one last thing about AD here. On March 15th, uh, a report from NBC says that AD is gonna miss the next three weeks. So this was about six days ago, a week ago three weeks and quote possibly beyond end quote and well, i think you made this trade around the same time i think ryan uh it was like two weeks ago the trade was like two weeks ago oh you made it no no this oh, is the funny ago. part you you the trade the trade went through march 16th the day after the report came out oh <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah uh, that's right i remember that that news came out and it even came out on the status thing like when you tap the player but I mean, if Nathan wanted AD, then that's totally fine because like I wanted two of his players. So yeah, guess... so Nathan's a Nathan's commissioner. He approved it at one twenty-five in the morning, so he had plenty of time to read the report on AD. Hey, remember when There's... I said like some people just value players more? Like, like when I said like Nate, like probably valued LeBron more. That's 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 Nathan with uh, AD. He just he just wants AD so much more than like anyone else on his team. Yeah, like, I'm gonna have to bring him on Mello? just to have him explain. Oh yeah, you and you and Ball, you and Randall, of course. <laughs> Dude, I the love Ball brothers. Yeah, I <laughs> every single season. It's me and Randall is basically uh, Ryan with um was it Dejounte Murray? I just pick him up every single season. Yeah, I, I watched his growth. All right, this guy was getting me a double double like in his like second year. Yeah, and I remember you would always pick up Julius Randle. Like, even when we were back in, back in when our fantasy was like running on points and not even nine cat, you would still like pick up Julius Randle, even on the Lakers. That had to. He was the only Laker. Yeah, I've noticed my my little thing I do every year is I have at least one Laker on the team. Usually, by by the end of the year, I I would have at least one Laker on the the team at one point. I think my pickup every year is Rashawn Holmes. Um, the guy is just so good, but nobody ever picks him because he's so underrated. He is really underrated. But this year, I feel like like uh, Whiteside was signed, so I thought I thought Whiteside was gonna play because there there's no way they're gonna bench Bagley. I mean, like I didn't even like draft him. I just picked him up because he's so good. I know he has very high upside. He's like a top. 30 top 20 player at his peak like basically like right now he's so good you just look at his stats for like the past week or two it's ridiculous do you know who killed me on your team this week you had you had kelly olenic that's the guy that killed me the most <laughs> random players it was because kelly olenic and like and like no, was robert it J- williams did work bro who's that guy on the spurs the center it was like jacob poto or something right yeah like that that guy Linux, like, dude, this is like you got all these like random players like dominating random me. chumps, but yeah, like, all these randoms are destroying me. Like, I was looking they're at the team, I was like, all right, you know what, I can I can handle like Don Chich, I can handle Levine, 
but it's not even those guys. It was literally all your random players. They're good. I'm telling you, man. Like, if my team, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm cocky, but my team is actually really good. So even like players like I don't know Kelly Linick or Jacob, whatever, they're good and they should be owned in our league. But I can't roster them because I have other better players, and I think even right now they're still really good pickups. And I saw. Nate picked up Dion Wright today, and he's a very, very good player. I would love to have him on my team, but my team is just like a bunch of other players that are, you know, better. If we had a 10-man league, I'm pretty sure those players would have been picked up, like, right away. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. We have a really small league, so a lot of good pickups out there. Well, the um, thing is with the small league, you would have to know, like, be- because there's so many good players on the on the free agent list, you would have to, like, decipher and pick the best of the best like yeah these guys could be good but are they worth the pickup you never know you know you kind of have to look into it yeah i mean like you just have to sacrifice sometimes that's why i sacrificed garland because i thought ross was gonna like pop off because he's been averaging really like good stats but like the magic are exactly like the the thunder and they're just sitting every single player so ross is never I, coming I, back bro ross and fournay they get tossed around like a volleyball like they go from yeah. team to team, they go back on the free agent list, they get picked up by another guy. I think Terrence Ross is a good player. He's just not in a good like position to produce because Evan Fournier is ahead of him on the starting lineup, and then he's playing well. But Aaron Gordon came back recently as well, so there's no room for him to do anything on that team. He's a good player, though I have to say, but just not on the right team. Well, the thing was like they're gonna trade either one away, so. I was just banking that, like, the trade would happen sooner <laughs> so I can just have them, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I don't know anymore. I mean, Fortnite is still doing solid for me. He's okay. I think he's a great player. I just don't have room to roster him. I had him for quite a while. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I basically just picked up, like, scraps from you guys. Like, I know uh, Dang had Keldon Johnson for a while. He's also a really good player. I don't good. know why he was dropped. Dropped him for a better one, uh, but yeah, Calvin. He has a he's a, he's only in his second year, so pretty good by those standards. It's just I've dropped him for. You dropped from Nance, right? For Garland, like one or the other. I'm pretty. Yeah, I feel like Nance. That's funny because I had Nance. Nance was actually one of the reasons why I came back, but then he got injured, so I dropped right. him. Yeah, I, I just took a chance on that, that he would give me a more, a larger variety of stats uh, than Keldon. Keldon is mostly a points and rebounds guy. He's averaging like around three assists for this year, but most of his game is just points and rebounds. Yeah, I, I like, I, I like I said before, uh, Capella and Porter Jr. are the only players I have that could give me blocks consistently. And Nance would probably be the third third best person for blocks so also he's good with steals so i think i fall in love with potential too much that's why my team is is like either really good or really bad because for my other team it's like amazing but this team like everyone's just injured you know what i mean like it's, it's too hard to like gauge how good it could be because everyone's just always injured hey ben simmons is doing great for you huh boris no he's so dude, okay he's another one of those- <laughs> I get every single year. I don't think there's a single year I haven't had Ben Simmons. Him and Randall, I get them every year. 
But the difference is Simmons has never progressed. Like he's been the same exact player. Like he's solid, but like, damn, every year I feel like he's gonna like pop off, right? He's gonna, he's finally gonna be like a twenty, like twenty eight and ten type of guy, or like twenty five eight and ten type of guy. But like, I don't know, man. Like he's just stagnant, or like he gets worse. Like this season, he's doing worse than last season. Wait, hold on. He's shooting more threes though. Last year he made zero. This year last season when he made that three in preseason i was like oh okay he's finally gonna start shooting like maybe one a game right like i can i can do that you know like even if he misses like if he makes one a game like you know or even like half a three like every other game right like one three every other game like that's still decent but yeah something about ben simmons like he just doesn't get better yeah, I didn't he even does. know he made a three. It's like nobody cares anymore. Like usually he, he's guys. trending when he makes a three, but he um apparently made one four days ago. It's just I don't think anyone cares anymore because we know it's gonna be a lot a long time before he makes the next three. But it's not even that like that's not even the problem. It's like he doesn't even have MB playing right now and he's still averaging like sub twenty points. Like, he's gotten one 20-plus point game in the past, I don't know how many games, like 15 maybe. Like, this guy just doesn't score. And he's not getting, like, the same amount of, like, stats as he was last season, I guess, for, like, assists. Yeah, the last time he scored 20 or more. The most amazing shooting improvement I've seen this season has to be Giannis, dude. Look at his free throws the past few games, and he's hitting three-pointers. Oh, Giannis destroyed me this week. Dude, I don't know what happened but he's suddenly a good shooter now it's really yeah. really good for me Nikki I don't know anyone that would turn down a trade for Giannis for Drew Holiday oh wait <laughs> yeah, I took that trade Giannis for Drew Holiday it was Giannis and for Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram so thanks for reminding me of that Nikki Those, uh... Nikki dodged so many fantasy bullets this year I know he offered yeah. some pretty bad trades in the beginning yeah he he he's always he's always dodging fantasy bullets. Hey Nikki, tell me about that trade you offered me for CJ McCollum. Wait, what what did I offer you? I don't remember. It was like CJ McCollum for like I don't even remember. I think it was like Norman Powell and someone else. No, I don't have Norman Powell. I think I offered you like Buddy Healed and someone else. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was lopsided, so I was just like, nah. I'm gonna hold I'm Wait, just declining. I think I think it was okay because Buddy is a pretty solid player if you look at his stats. Yeah, he's a three-point shooter. I mean, I, I think I think for me, CJ would probably be a little more consistent than Buddy. That's why I threw another player in. But that's my logic. Ryan, I think today you tried to trade me DeAndre Ayton and Oladipo for Jamal Murray and, and Drew Holiday, I think. Uh, I don't think it was Drew. Uh, I think it might have been Michael Porter. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Michael Michael Porter and Jamal Murray. Okay, why? Why, right? And did you see my message, by the way? No, I couldn't see the message. Oh, like I tapped it and then it just kind of showed me like the main page. Oh, what it was, was that. It should have been at the bottom. So uh, basically, I told Ryan. Uh, I I told him like why why would I want to trade away my players when I can just get some of your players for free because. He has Siakam, Russell, and McCollum on the IL. And McCollum and Siakam are healthy and playing. So 
Ryan can't make any more moves unless it's a trade until he drops those players. Uh, he drops like some other players to put CJ and Siakam back. So that's smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want the, De- I don't want DeAndre Aiden. Like I, it was just my idea to get rid of him. But if no one wants to take him, then I'm just leaving him on my roster. And then you probably know the players that I'm about to drop just by looking at my roster. I so, think, yeah, you have two players that are easily droppable. So I'm not really worried. Yeah. You're um, you're probably going to have to drop some combination of Kuzma, Fad Young, uh, Edwards maybe if he if he's in a shooting slump again or Beasley or Beasley no way so. you dropping Beasley you're gonna drop Kuzma and Thaddeus Young yeah <laughs> I, well, I'd Th- probably do that Thaddeus Young is pretty hot I mean he's he a lot, good he's a good assists and good steals and I I have him for like his field goal as well I only picked him up because I needed like a big because Siakam was out uh. Currently, I totally agree with you, Ryan. That's you should keep that young and drop like Edwards or Beasley or Kuzma because <laughs> you just want to pick them up, dude. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the rule, right? Like, you, if you have healthy players on the IL, um, you can't, you can't, do, you can only do trades. You can't like pick up free agents. You have to drop somebody first. Well, that's why I set my roster for like five weeks in advance so I can just watch my roster and see what happens so I don't have to make any moves. You know how you can like auto set like like set all players to playing on your roster? Wait, so why are you keeping Siakam and McCollum on on your IL? Well, the first games back, they're going to be really rusty. So like what's the point of putting them on your roster when they're going to be really rusty? So I'm going to wait till like they kind of get into the groove of things and then throw them back onto the roster. Because if you throw them on when they're like really rusty, that's the point. They're going to give you like really bad field goal percentages, low points, like low everything. But you're like, still I don't, losing. The, I don't know what the issue this year with uh, Pascal is, man. He's so bad. He was like on and off, but then recently he got COVID and then now he's recovering from COVID. So he's like pretty behind on conditioning. I it's mean, because I have, of... I have uh, Fred Van Vliet. And he got it's, COVID too. It's because of Nick, it's because of the coach, like Nick Nurse. Like, you know how Boucher like doesn't get the minutes that he deserves, right? Yeah. Uh, Nick Nurse apparently he's like he's fooling around with like the roster and he's like changing the lineup or like changing the way like the roster is changed, like the starting five and all that. So he's like switching people back and forth all the time. And if you read in the comments, like on Boucher's comment, like on the chat, and, like the the messages everyone's like oh like nick nick nurse is like he needs a doctor or something like he doesn't know how to make his lineups and all that because then he's giving aaron baines more minutes than boucher when boucher should be in there you know yeah it shouldn't happen like why is aaron baines in there he's not even doing that much and he's getting the same minutes as boucher i think ryan is taking a big gamble maybe not not maybe like a moderate gamble by not putting Siakam and, and McCollum back like soon, sooner. Like it's true. Like they, uh, both of them had off games since coming back from injury, except McCollum had 30 points yesterday. But if you look at this week, we're in week 12 um, playoffs start week 17. So this week's done. We're, we're basically have, we basically have four more weeks until the playoffs, but everybody above Ryan in the standings is going to win this week. And Ryan, you're you're gonna lose to Allen six three. So 
it, you gotta you probably gotta be more like decisive with McCullum and Siakam like soon because I mean might... even if I had them in my roster I would have lost anyways because I need rebounds assists steals and blocks which is why I've been like looking around or shopping around for guards which is why I offered you for Jamal Murray and MPJ because I need I was looking at the assist category true true and that's why I was trying to give you DeAndre Aiden because I was just trying to tank blocks and rebounds. Lonzo for Morant. I, I didn't know this. So you basically just did that trade to get Morant so you could get Tatum from Nathan Boris. Yep. Lonzo's hey. injured <laughs> right now. I, I was I mean, I wasn't like actually gonna make any moves, but yeah, like if I can get Tatum, obviously like that's such a huge plus from Lonzo. And Horford was already like starting to go like out like a lot more often so that's why i was like all right this is like an easy trade for me right but i mean because there's no like actual three team trades in this draft or like in this fantasy you know like you can't exactly trust the words of some people (laughs) feels bad dude (laughs) i actually got baited so hard because i needed lonzo for the threes the position and the steals like that's all i need lonzo for like because lonzo is like kind of like jack of all trades like if you look at my team, he actually fits in perfectly. He he's like a almost triple double, but not exactly type of guy. I just think that it's really interesting that um, Nathan would take Tatum for John Morant, but when I offered him LeBron James for Tatum earlier, he didn't want to take it. I think yeah, people I don't just know what... are against trading with me or something. Yeah, I, th- I think he's against trading with me too because, or he maybe he just said like he would he would do it just to like bait me. I don't know, like this guy. I don't like I trust him anymore, man. Dude, <laughs> it was it was Jamarant and Horford for Tatum, and then I was like, this is such a it's like actually pretty fair considering like how like his team needed those exact positions, and he gained more than you know I was gonna gain. I was only gain I was only gaining because like I could fill in the position. I could just like pick up some like random person from like you know waiver or something. To be fair. Yeah, is he is Nathan Chan actually the GM of the year for baiting someone and screwing <laughs> them over? Like Boris, you, you, you're saying I ripped you off? Like, come on, there's some there's a guy that actually ripped you off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, you got hustled, you got scared. Whatever, man. You know, <laughs> hey, that's how you know who are the snakes in here. All right, I'll gladly, you know, I'll, I'll accept the L. All right, it's fine. I'll, I'll take the L. But I'm just saying for the future of this fantasy, this guy's a snake. <laughs> wait, wait, honestly, guys, in, in Nathan Chan's defense, Tatum was kind of the like his best fantasy player, his best healthy fantasy player, if you look right now. KD and AD are out. Jaron Jackson Jr. is out. He should have known that uh, Jaron Jackson probably wasn't going to play for a long time. Even his Davis Bertans pick, the legendary Davis Bertans pick, <laughs> is injured. Dude, that's like the worst trade in our league of all time, or the worst uh, draft pick of all time. Yeah. So we'll bad. be talking about it for years. We'll be for sure. Oh yeah, but, I'm not gonna let him live this down. Yeah, honestly, honestly, Tatum was. Wow, I can't believe it. Tatum is. Tatum was the only person. Oh, except for okay. Christian Wood. Yeah, but Christian Wood was out was out for a long time. But Jason Tatum was the only person for Nathan that scored more than twenty points in fantasy. So, 
Like, I, I understand him not wanting to give that up, but like when you have LeBron, you know, I think I think the right move for him would would have been to upgrade for LeBron, um, even though he dodged the the bullet with LeBron being injured now. But I'm I'm surprised Nikki even offered that. Dude, Nikki was offering me some like really whack trades in the beginning. Like he was giving me LeBron for Julius Randle. That's not a whack trade, bro. That's pretty bad for that's you, a though. Very fair uh, that's, that's a pretty even trade, I think. I I mean, I think I that's would a, still I think, take that. I mean, no, I should have taken that, knowing now that I could have, you know, flipped him for Luca. <laughs> but in okay, the beginning, yeah. I was like, "Yo, you're trolling, dude. You're giving me LeBron for Randall. Like, like I like that's a win for me. I don't know how that's a win for you." Wait, you're the one who rejected the trade. I knew it would have been a win for me. No, because I was still a win for me. I will still no, take that trade. Today. I mean, I was last. I was last. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to let you throw this season. I'm, I'm just like, dude, it's, it's, it's too troll of a trade. I mean, I even if LeBron was not injured, I am still going to take that trade. Well, we didn't see him getting injured in the beginning, but yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like it was such a weird trade. You're making a lot of weird trades. Like you're, you offer like Buddy Heald and Aaron Gordon for Darius Garland or something too. No, no, that's that's way too try to not do that. No, you, you offered some like really whack trades in the beginning. I don't know why I you probably, did that. I probably asked for like I don't know, like Julius Randle or something or no, no, you Carl didn't. It was, it was Jeff Darius Garland for Buddy Heald and and Aaron Gordon. It was it was a two for one. I was there's like, no way, that. no way, did that. there's no way did that. You know, speaking of LeBron and the Lakers, I really think the Lakers don't have a chance anymore. I think they're kind of screwed. I, I think no. I think they're. I think they're just gonna aim for like the eighth seed or something, just so they could face the Utah Jazz. But I did well, they no, release? If, did if, they release anything they, about they, like LeBron? If they if they drop to the eighth seed, they'd have to make it uh, in the play-in games first before you know we could think about them facing the Jazz or something like that. Yeah, they have to hit top six at least. The problem with that is they're only. Two, uh, three games behind, uh, three games above the sixth seed, Portland. Twenty-eight wins to twenty-five wins. That's the problem. So, if they go on a losing streak, they could drop down really quickly. No, I think Lakers are pretty much going to be in the playoffs, but I think they're going to be like either seventh or eighth seed. I think that's about it. I don't think they're going to drop out. I think it's questionable because I don't think they release a timetable for LeBron yet, and then for AD, they're going to like build them back in slowly so it's like the whole siakam and cj mccollum kind of yeah kind but of if they're gonna but if they're gonna miss the playoffs like i feel like they wouldn't even do that to begin with right like if there's a chance that they're gonna miss the playoffs i feel like one of them is gonna come back sooner okay i'm gonna call it here it's been more than an hour but uh thanks for for coming guys thanks for being on time boris it means a lot to us <laughs> thanks boris thanks boris I'm always on time. You guys are just too early.